0: It's time for the North Idaho PrepCast on IdahoSports.com. That's right. Welcome in another edition of the North Idaho PrepCast on IdahoSports.com, where we break down everything in districts one and two week in, week out in the state of Idaho. My name is Brandon Bainey, and joining us on the North Idaho PrepCast today is a uh, new addition to the IdahoSports.com roster this year, uh, Christian Wiener. Christian, thanks for joining us.
1: Yeah, thanks for having me, Brandon. I'm excited to be here.
0: Oh, yeah, we're definitely excited to have you on board. Christian has been writing uh, a weekly feature for us, the weekend preview. You can uh, catch that every Friday morning on idahosports.com. He previews the biggest uh, football, soccer, volleyball matchups coming up over the weekend and uh, does a tremendous job. Would you write over 2000 words last week, Christian?
1: I think it was over 3000 last week with all the eight man games and the Rocky Mountain rumble. It was a, it was a very long article. So I don't know if anyone read all the way through, but hopefully they can at least check out their team's uh, preview and everything. So,
0: yeah, Yeah. you've been, you've been knocking it out of the park for us. You're going to do some broadcasting for us uh, this season as well, because you uh, live in North Idaho. You're up in Bonner's ferry, which is about as far North as it gets in Idaho. Right. (laughs)
1: Yeah. Yeah. Seriously. I know the podcast intro says what, like Grangeville to Bonners Ferry. And yeah, we're all the way at the top up here. So I'm excited. Just moved here a little bit ago. So I'm kind of learning things as I go, but I'm excited to be covering high school sports here.
0: Yeah. Give us a quick little bio about yourself. Uh, you're, You're like me. You're an Idaho transplant,
1: right? yeah so uh, yeah i have my penn state hat on here that's um, where i grew up in pennsylvania uh, central pennsylvania and i uh, went to high school there i played uh, baseball basketball and golf in high school so um, did three sports and then uh, for college i went down uh, to virginia to liberty university um, that's where i graduated from and i actually work for liberty um, still now i work remotely in their marketing department um, but when i was a student i studied journalism so I wrote for the school newspaper and I was a sports director at a radio station there and covered high school sports and Liberty Athletics as well. So I've covered a lot of sports. It's what I'm passionate about and love doing. And then moved up here. Uh, my wife's family is from Bonners Ferry. They've lived here for seven years. And so we moved up here and uh, so i just kind of reached out to, to see if there's any opportunities and um, Turns out there's a lot of stuff to do here. So uh, it's really cool what everything that IdahoSports.com does covering high school sports.
0: Definitely, we are so excited to have somebody with your background and expertise. Like uh, people like you, don't just fall into our laps every day. So we, we've been pretty. It's a, it's been a good two way relationship uh, thus far, for sure. So um, yeah, you're you're perfectly uh, suited to be a guest on this show because, well, you live in North Idaho and you're experiencing what's going on up there day by day. I again, as a reminder for people, I I live in Pocatello down in East Idaho, um, but I. I kind of keep tabs on everything from afar, but that's why I bring in somebody that lives in North Idaho that can actually tell, tell me what's going on and straighten me out. (laughs) And uh, so, yeah, let's, let's dive right into it. Um, There was a lot of football action. As you said, you, you wrote over 3000 words for the weekend (laughs) preview last week. Let's start with the Idaho eight-man classic this past Saturday at Middleton because there were three games featuring three teams from North Idaho. The North Idaho schools go two and one. Let's start with Kendrick. They're the defending 1A D2 state champions, making their season debut, playing notice, a 1A D1 team, so it's a higher level, and they shut them out 36-0. Lather, rinse, repeat. Kendrick is going to be pretty good again this year.
1: Yeah, seriously. I mean – the Tigers, uh, I know you and Ryan talked about this last week, but only lost one player from their state championship team last year. So, um, you know, they have to be expected to be heavy favorites to repeat uh, this year at the 182 level for sure. And, you know, that was a, a huge win over notice, shutting them out uh, to start the season. Uh, definitely a strong way to start the year for for Kendrick. And um, as we'll, I'm sure, talk about, they got a big matchup coming up this week as well um, with Oakley. So.
0: Yes, they do. That is another game that will be on idahosports.com. They're they're meeting in the middle. They're meeting in Cambridge, which is uh in kind of western Idaho, it's where the Tri-Valley Titans play. So, so it's a neutral site game. And yeah, Oakley and Kendrick uh the two uh, defending state champions in eight-man football, Oakley at the 1A-D1 level, Kendrick at the 1A-D2. Um, in that 36 nothing win over Notice, Ty Kep throws for two touchdowns, ran for a third, uh, and the Sports.com player of the game was Jagger Hewitt. He ran for a 14-yard touchdown and holding an 82-yard touchdown pass from Kep. And again, Notice is not like they were a quarterfinal team at the 1A-D1 level last year, so it's not like they were playing you know, a subpar opponent. This was a good team they were playing. And the fact that they still won 36-0 is just incredible. And so Kendrick often running per use. Uh Let's uh, talk about the other team that got to win, Clearwater Valley. The Rams had a tight game with Glens Ferry, 20-12. to Glens Ferry was a team that struggled last year. And so fans might be thinking, boy, the Rams only beat the Pilots 20-12. to But Clearwater Valley also was, was missing – you know, a, a key running back. And so they weren't in it at full strength. And and the fact that they were still able to come away with a with a tight win, I thought was really encouraging for Clearwater Valley.
1: Yeah, yeah. It was a great win for Clearwater Valley to start the year. I think you have to take into account too for all these teams that play in the eight man classic, you know, they traveled all the way down over the games at Middleton High School, yes. I believe, down in, in southern Idaho. So, you know, there that's a long way to go. And then, you know, to long bus ride and everything and then to get out and get a win to start the year is um, obviously a great way to start out um, the season. So, um, yeah, another solid win for a North Idaho team there in the eight-man classic. Didn't yeah, go so well for the, the third Idaho, uh, North that, Idaho that, team. Though.
0: <laughs> that's right. Um, yeah, so for Clearwater Valley, they didn't have Tiago Pickering. He, he'll be a key player for uh, the Rams this year. Uh, Anthony Carter played well. Bass Myers was the IdahoSports.com player of the game as well. And you, you just mentioned it, the third team from Idaho that went down you know, at the end of the day might be the best of the three that played, but they just so happened they had to play the defending 1A D1 champs from Oakley. uh, And that was Prairie going down and, and getting shut out. Um, I I don't know that we can take too much away from this. I think Prairie is still going to be a really good team. They just ran into the, the really the best team in Idaho, 1A D1 football right off the bat.
1: Yeah, no, they just, I mean, yeah, running into a buzzsaw there with, two-time defending champion Oakley to start the year um, obviously the scoreboard does not look great there for prairie but um you know i think believe that they got a first year coach um, this year so that um you know obviously got some learning to do and everything to start the season but i'm sure they'll bounce back and um, be super competitive um, in their league as well.
0: Yeah, definitely Oakley won that game 56 to nothing. New head coach TT Kane, new quarterback sophomore Levi Hines as well. Um and, but Prairie will be right where they always are in the mix for the White Pine League title. There was an actual White Pine Conference game in week 1, believe it or not, and it was a pretty big one. Two teams that were ranked in the top 3 in the preseason coaches poll, Camie uh, taking on Lapway. Now, Lapway was voted as the preseason favorite by the coaches in the White Pine League. That was before they lost a couple of key players to Clarkston High School in Washington. They lost Sage Lone Bear, who was a a top 10 defensive lineman in the state of Idaho. He left as did Mason Brown who was a tremendous wide receiver DB they both wanted want to play at the next level and they want to get acclimated to 11 man football which is what they play in college so they transferred to Clarkston so Lapway lost a couple of guys found themselves in a tight battle with Camai and the Cubs come through with uh, with what i thought was was a pretty significant win as Camai uh, gets the one score victory by a final of 34 to 28
1: yeah, no, that was, it was a great contest um, between Cameo and Lapway. And obviously, like you said, a great win for the, the Cubs to start the year. Um, you know, they definitely went with the ground and pound uh, to, uh, in that game. They only threw three passes the entire game, um, ran for 199 yards um, and just kind of grinded out that that big win over Lapway. I think, you know, Lapway definitely has some talent. Um, I know their new quarterback this year is Terrell Ellenwood Jones. He... Um, He had a really good game, 424 total yards and four touchdowns in his first start at quarterback um, this season for for Lapway there. So definitely not too shabby there to start the year. And I'm sure, again, Lapway will be competitive in the the 181 White Pine as well. But um, yeah, it was a a good win for for Kamiya to start the year. Um, And they got also a great matchup coming up this week um, against Raff River, um, the, the runner up from last year in the state.
0: Yeah, so this is how it was all supposed to happen with these three teams: I Lapway, Raft River, Lapway, and Raft River were supposed to play each other at the Idaho Eight Man Classic. Um, that was supposed to be mm-hmm. the fourth matchup, and Lapway backed out. And they said, you know, we. It, what I heard, and this was from the Raft River side, was that Lapway dropped out because they were worried about low numbers. Now I don't know if that meant low overall numbers or low numbers for the first game of the year in terms of you have to have 10 practices to play in the first game. And maybe they had some kids that weren't going to reach that threshold. So I thought, I thought, okay, makes sense. But then Lapway is playing Kami in a conference <laughs> game. And I go, that that's more important than a non-conference game with Raft River. Um, and now because Raft River lost that game with Lapway, they had an opening And they kind of called up Kamii and said, hey, we heard you moved your game with. So the game with Lapway was supposed to be this Friday between Kamii and Lapway. They moved it to last Friday. And so Rat Forever was able to call up Kamii and go, hey, can we come up and play you guys? And they were like, yeah, sure. So that's kind of it was a very weird shuffling of the schedule, but. Uh we I think we got some pretty good matchups out of the deal.
1: I was going to say yeah, yeah, interesting shuffle there, but definitely makes for some great uh early season matchups uh, between some of the best teams in uh, the one a D1 and D2 ranks there. So, um yeah. No, we we can't uh, can't feel bad about that as North Idaho football fans, you know, getting some good games up here.
0: That's right. Um it's a, it's always a good time in, in the White Pine League. Um you'll you'll learn Christian that a lot of these White Pine League games like 34-28 is is on the lower end. There's a lot of games that get into the 40s and 50s and they just turn into big shootouts. It's kind of like the Big 12 in college football it's a lot of a lot of good offenses. Yeah.
1: Yeah, I was not super aware of eight-man football was not a thing in Pennsylvania or Virginia, really. So um, it's something I'm kind of learning. I know there's definitely obviously some inter- intricacies compared to 11-man, but it definitely seems like an exciting game and got lots of great teams up here to, to keep track of. So um, I'm looking forward to, to learning more and maybe eventually get into a game. Uh, not There's not as many teams quite as far up here as Bonner's Ferry that do the eight-man, but um, maybe go down to Clark Fork or something and, and see a game.
0: Definitely. Uh, So Troy beat Deary 42 to 20 Genesee had a big shootout with Timberline um, 52 to 44 Um, big matchups coming up. Logos got run out by council, but Logos has like 35, 40 players on their team this year, which is just unheard of in eight man football. It's got to be like every, every boy in the school Logos (laughs) is playing Clearwater Valley this week. That's going to be an interesting matchup. I think.
1: Yeah, no, I think that that'll be a, a really good matchup. Like you said, obviously Logos dropped that the opener there and Clearwater Valley was able to, to get the win over Glen's Ferry, But I think that that'll be a good matchup. Clearwater Valley gets to come home after traveling down for the eight-man classic, like we said. And um, yeah, it should be an exciting matchup this week uh, there in the, the 1A-D1 White Pine.
0: Definitely. Let's talk about eight-man football. That's a little closer to where you are in Bonners Ferry, the North Star League. It's a new league this year at the one A D two level, where Lakeside and Wallace dropped down to the D two level. They'll be D one in every other sport except football, joining Mullen, Clark Fork, and Kootenay. And right away, we see uh, some some early dominance by Clark Fork, shutting out Lakeside forty-six to nothing, as well as Wallace defeating Kootenay. 60 to 12. And then Mullen St. Regis is kind of the preseason favorite. They went over, they always play one game in Montana. So Christian, I don't know if you're aware of this since you're kind of new to the area, but Mullen co-ops with a town in Montana called St. Regis. And so every day the kids from St. Regis get on the bus and drive over the pass into Idaho to, to practice. Um, it's kind of a co-state co-op and it's kind of a really cool deal. So every year they, they try to play one game in Montana. They went to Montana to play this first game against superior, which is the defending, uh, eight man champ over in Montana. So they lost 50 to 32, but that's actually not that bad of a loss for Mullen St. Regis.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I think that they'll still be, obviously, like you said, very competitive. I think that'll be a, a really good race with Clark fork and, um, you know, obviously the Clark folks starting out the year great with the the big shutout win um last week and then this week they're gonna be uh be at Mullen, um like you said so uh, I think that that'll be a you know a really good matchup telling for the rest of the the season as far as um how the the league standings should shake out so um yeah look forward to to checking out that matchup this this Friday night.
0: Definitely in Lakeside, uh, you know, had a great running back last year, Vander Brown entering his senior season. He is not playing football this year. We didn't know that until Friday night when we looked and saw that Vander Brown wasn't there. <laughs> so um, that that's obviously a significant loss for the Knights um, as they get shut out 46 to nothing. They've got a new head coach that they're breaking in there as well. So that's kind of your eight man wrap up. Let's get to the bigger schools. Now let's go to the Rocky mountain rumble. Christian. This is where I was at last week, broadcasting for Idahosports.com. sports.com. Uh, and we saw two teams from up North make the long trip over Uh Sandpoint had the second longest journey of any team. And Lewiston had the longest journey of any team to get to Rexburg where these games were held. Let's start with Lewiston. They played on Friday. Um, they end up losing in in pretty, you know, decided fashion, 41 to 28 to um Leighton, Utah. Now, the thing with the Utah schools is, that they, is they get a three week head start on Idaho. So for Leighton, it was their third game of the year already. For Lewiston, it was their their debut. So it's really hard for the Idaho schools to beat the Utah schools at the Rocky Mountain mm-hmm. Rumble. And and Lewiston made a comeback late, but they, they were down pretty significantly most of the second half.
1: Yeah, no, I know. I mean, Lewiston lost a lot of talent from last year um, from a team that made the playoffs um, in 5A last year. Um, and so, you know, obviously not the way you want to start the year, but um, obviously under head coach uh, Matt Pink- Pinkier, I believe it's uh, pronounced. Um, uh, yeah, Pan he, uh, Thank yep. Carrie. Okay, I apologize for. No, you're good. Like I said, I'm learning, so I was going to apologize ahead of time for any mispronunciations. I'm definitely still learning. Um but yeah, though they fought back. I mean, like you said, they down 41 to 6 in the third quarter, fight all the way back and make it 41-28. Um you know, you can't uh that you guys you know say that's a good effort right there from the Bengals and I know that they were also they kind of have a, t- a two quarterback race right now um with Chris Ricard and Drew Hottinger. Um, and so I think that that, that was kind of might've been part of it to trying out a couple of uh, different guys there at the quarterback position to see who's going to take over this season um, for them. So, you know, they'll bounce back. I know they they have a good game with, with capital um, back home this week. So, um, you know, it's, a, you know, not, not the way they wanted it to come out, but, you know, they fought hard uh, against a really good team uh, in Layton um, from Utah.
0: Definitely. I was I was on the call for the game. So I can tell you that with the with the Lewiston quarterbacks, it was probably like 75 percent of the time it was Drew Hottinger. And then 25 percent of the time it was it was Chris Ricard. And so I don't know how the that will change moving forward, going forward. But Lewiston's got good weapons. Jared Jelnick made a couple of nice grabs. James White obviously is a highly acclaimed tight end Um, in the running game. I'm telling you, Jackson Latham was straight fire. Every time he touched the ball, he was ripping off, you know, six, seven, eight yards. And I just I think he only touched the ball like 11 or 12 times. I wonder if that will be something moving forward because I'm every time he touched the ball, it was going for positive yardage and usually big yardage. So I'll be very curious to see, you know, how they can incorporate Jackson Latham into the into the game plan a little more moving forward as well.
1: Yeah, no, I think I think, like I said, the going to bounce back. I know the the 5A IEL is pretty wide open this year. Um, and so I think that, um, you know, with Coeur d'Alene just kind of having some younger, uh, a younger team this year and everything. So I think that the Lewiston could definitely make a run in that in their league there. And so, um, yeah, I think that it'll be exciting to see some of that, that young talent and see what they do the rest of the year.
0: Definitely. Let, let's touch on the other team that was competing at the Rocky Mountain Rumble. They played on Saturday, the first game of the day, Sandpoint. This was, and the Sandpoint coaches and fans and players will tell you, it was an ugly game. Sandpoint probably should have won. They lose to Alta Utah 16-15. to 15. Um, The The wind was blowing really bad on Saturday, and that led to a lot of interesting special teams, to say the <laughs> least. But Sandpoint muffed a punt. Had a had a punt go like ten yards. There was a blocked punt. There was a uh, blocked. Uh, Sandpoint came through and blocked a a field goal try. There was uh, turnovers. There w- it was just kind of a really sloppy game for Sandpoint, and yet they still almost won.
1: Yeah, no, I, I know. I talked with uh, Coach Ryan Knowles after this game um, for another article that I had written up and. Um, you yeah, know, I think that he was, you know, still thought that it was a positive overall. I think he said he was happy with about 85% of what his team did, but that other 15%, like he said, is what killed him. You know, Sandpoint took 8 nothing and 15-7 leads in this game. So they were ahead for the majority of it. I know, like you said, the penalties, especially on the offensive side of the ball, really held the Bulldogs back um, in this game. And then also, um, yeah, 12 penalties, 132 yards. And, um, that's, you know, quite a bit of... Penalty yardage to give up, especially just stalling out drives on the offense with with holding penalties and things like that. Um, her her standpoint, but like you said, still could have came out with this win. We're very close. Another thing to keep in mind, she was like I didn't realize even with the Utah versus um, Idaho schools is um, Alta High School is twice the enrollment of Sandpoint, more than twice the enrollment of Sandpoint. Even though Alta's a 5A and Sandpoint's a 4A, you would think, oh, that's not that big of a difference. But you know, I think. Ulta enrolls like over 2,000 students and Sandpoint's only like 900 something. And so, you know, that's a pretty significant thing when it comes to football numbers and things like that. But I think Sandpoint has a really good team. They were, you know, state runner up last year in 4A, and I think that they'll make a run for it this year too. So um, yeah, I'm really excited. That's the, I'll be calling some of their games as that's like one of the closest teams up here to Bonner's Ferry. So i um, looking forward to following the Bulldogs this season.
0: Yeah, they'll they'll make a deep run in the, in the four A playoffs again. Um, they're versatile on offense. They a lot of times would start in a spread formation, and then they would, you know, they'd run their spread stuff. But at other times, based on what the defense was doing, they would audible and all of a sudden go to a wing T and be able to to run the rock between the tackles pretty effectively as well. The penalties, you're right, it it was killer. Sandpoint scored a touchdown to take a fifteen to. Must have been seven, 15 to seven lead or whatever it was. Sandpoint had the lead. After the play was over, there was a personal foul on uh, Carson all Allstate offensive lineman for Sandpoint. Just a little, uh, you know, extracurricular activity after the play. He got a 15-yard penalty. It was assessed on the kickoff. Sandpoint was kicking into the wind all the way back at their own 35-yard line, that set up Alta for what turned out to be the game-winning drive. It, it all stemmed from that penalty. They had great field position and they were able to march the ball down the field and score what turned out to be the game-winning touchdown. So, that that was big. Um, That that penalty in particular really stood out to me. But yeah, Sandpoint, great opportunity to to clean things up. Uh, doesn't get any easier this week as they're going to play <laughs> Coeur d'Alene. A, a Coeur d'Alene team that is 0-2. We're not used to seeing this. The Vikings are 0-2, but they have played the top two teams in the state in 5A football. Rigby, two weeks ago, Rocky Mountain, last Friday, they lose 30 to 7. Sandpoint beat Coeur last year. Uh, the Vikings had a chance at the game winning field goal, missed This time expired. So, you know, Coeur going to be looking for revenge in the rematch with Sandpoint.
1: Oh, yeah. Um, I mean, yeah, Coeur has not had any favors done for them in their, their schedule so far this season, especially with, like I was saying earlier, with a young team. Um, you know the the Vikings. You know, like you said, were played the defending 5A champs, Rigby, at University of Montana, and then traveled all the way down to take on the number one ranked team this year, Rocky Mountain, um, down in Southern Idaho last Friday, and so they'll be very happy to be back home. But like you said, not a not an easy matchup at all. It Doesn't get any easier playing the the defending for a runner-ups there with Sam Point coming to town, and especially two teams looking to get their first win this season. So, you know, the, I'm sure both teams will be really hungry. Like you said, it was a really close matchup um, last year. And so I think that it'll probably be a, a good game again this year. I, um, you know, I want to think that Sam Point can pull it out, but, um, you know, I, I don't know. It'll be a, it'll be a good game, um, especially with Coeur d'Alene finally getting to, to host a game instead of being on the road. They've been definitely very battle-tested already this year. So, um, it should be a really exciting matchup, though, for um, North Idaho football fans.
0: Definitely, uh, the other game we uh, want to touch on is Lakeland beating Lake City for the first time in a long time. I think since the '90s, four uh, A Lakeland beat five A Lake City. They win thirty to twenty-one. Lakeland is is two and zero, kind of quietly off to a good start under a new head coach there, and. They have an interesting opponent this week. Um, they're going to play Columbia on Thursday night. This is going to be a Thursday night game uh, at Lakeland. Columbia will come up from District 3. That's a fellow 4A team that's also 1-0 to start the year. And for Lake City, they're going to play a team from Canada. They're going to play Raymond, <laughs> Raymond High School from Alberta, Canada. That's kind of an interesting matchup as well.
1: Yeah, I had to do some digging to find out information on Raymond High School in in Alberta. Um, They're making a drive too, like six hours down to play Lake City this week. But yeah, no, like you said, huge win for the Hawks last week um, over Lake City, uh, 30-21. It was the first time since 1994, um, which was actually the very first year that Lake City High School opened up, Um, was the only year that that Lakeland beat Lake City. Um, And so that was obviously a huge win there. especially 4A beating a 5A, that'll help Lakeland out a lot when it comes to playoff seating down the line when we get to that point. Um, but yeah, they played well as, again, as I know has been talked about, Thomas Calder and John Cornish, the two speedsters for for Lakeland led the way. Uh, Calder had 188 yards on the ground and then Cornish had um, 124 yards on the ground and 47 yards um, receiving three total touchdowns um, there for for Lakeland, um, and so that you know they, they've got a solid team, and like you said, another good matchup on it's a, a short week though, third playing Thursday night, um, against Columbia. So um, that'll you know, obviously a little different preparation there, moving the game up a day. Um, but Lakeland looks to be a really solid contender with, with Sam Point in that the 4A IEL.
0: Yeah, it's going to be a, a fun one to watch. Post Falls also played a, a team from Utah, Skyline. They played a neutral site game in Middleton. It was a game that uh, we covered on IdahoSports.com. Uh, like like all the Idaho schools that played Utah teams, um, no surprise, the Utah team's a little sharper, a little more um, ahead. So for Post Falls, you know, I'm not too worried about an 0 one start. They will host Timberline this week. Big 5A school from Boise will come up. That game will be live on IdahoSports.com. Live video coverage of Timberline and Post Falls this Friday night. That should be an interesting matchup for the Trojans. The last 4A team we have to mention is Moscow. They played Class 2A Kellogg. And Kellogg, Whoo! this was another game on (laughs) IdahoSports.com last Friday. We knew Kellogg was going to be good. But man, for a 2A to beat a 4A, 50 to 12, Kellogg opened some eyes statewide.
1: Yeah, no, I saw in one of the write-ups, uh, first year Moscow head coach, the quote just said, they have some dogs <laughs> <laughs> uh for, for the Kellogg Wildcats there. So and obviously the, the two leading the way um are the, the Luna brothers, Ripley and um Colby. Ripley threw for 298 yards, had 50 yards on the ground as well five total touchdowns and yeah they just absolutely dominated moscow which is is really huge for kellogg obviously you know they're the the 2a that just moved down from 3a um but for a 2a to beat a 4a that's that's huge i know kellogg will um obviously a great way to start their season and that's going to be huge again for the max prep rankings and everything like that uh down down the line but kellogg looks like a team to beat in, in the 2a ranks this year
0: yeah, they look pretty good. And, and Moscow is rebuilding a little bit. You know, Rob Bafis, first year head coach, uh, they're kind of resetting that program. Um, they'll get better as the season goes along as well. Um, the other 2A uh, contests that we saw last week, um, you had Orofino dropping a contest to Marcin in, in a pretty what I thought was a pretty even matchup as well um and then grangeville loses to coal valley christian a team that's favored to win their conference 34 to 6 um it's becoming more and more apparent that that league the central idaho league is really kellogg's to lose at this point um but who finishes second i'm not sure i could tell you you know i think saint mary's will be good grangeville is always really good as well and um priest river even dropping down from the the 3a level could be in the mix so that'll be an interesting league to keep an eye on as we move forward the 3a schools last week bonner's ferry shut out lincoln county montana that's up in eureka which is even closer to canada than you are um <laughs> they won that game 14 to nothing so that was a nice uh start to the year for the badgers and then a game we had on idaho sports.com uh timberlake hosted south fremont these two teams have played now this was the third meeting between the teams in the last two years they played uh they've met in the playoffs a couple of times they they played in the regular season last year at South Fremont so Timberlake got to host this year they dropped a tight one 18 to 14 um for Timberlake though i think it was encouraging i think they're going to be in the mix in in the 3A race statewide
1: oh yeah no i think that that you know that was a good showing for Timberlake obviously they came up just short they actually um outgained um South Fremont in that game though um, I believe 234 to 171, so a good defensive showing. I know Timberlake actually allowed a, a kickoff return touchdown to open the second half. That kind of really hurt them, put them down in a hole 18-6. They battled back and, um, you know, made it 18-14. They you know had some chances at the end to, to get um you know to to get ahead, but um, just came up just short. Um, but yeah, Timberlake. will I mean, obviously it's a, a two horse race. There's only two teams in the 3A this year, but I think Timberlake and Bonners Ferry will be it. A good race, but um, but yeah, Timberlake obviously coming off the defending champions last year. I think that they'll be the team to beat um, in the 3A.
0: Definitely. Games to keep an eye on this week. You've got uh, Timberlake playing Shadle Park High from Spokane. That should be an interesting one. Kellogg's going to play Newport High, another Washington school. Priest River will make their debut against Medical Lake, Washington. And St. Mary's will make their debut against Riverside, Washington. So this is kind of a week where... Idaho will play Washington, Uh, Washington. So if you, if you thought Idaho started late in relation to Utah, well, Washington (laughs) starts even later than that. So um, it'll be interesting to see how these uh, cross state or uh, interstate matchups shake out this week. That's kind of what's on tap for football. And again, if you want to know which games up North, we're broadcasting for North Idaho game night. Just click on the game streams tab on the homepage at idahosports.com. Uh, let, let's talk soccer girls soccer lake city of course the reigning 5a champs played quarter lane for the first time this past week and and got a one nothing win i actually thought it was pretty encouraging for the vikings to to hang close um this was a game that could have gone either way
1: yeah no i mean uh, a really good showing from from the quarter vikings there um I think Cordillera dropped another one, a close one, one nothing to to Lewiston, um, just the other day. So you know they started two and they they're two and two now, but two really close games uh, against some of the better teams there in the five A, IEL, um, Lake City though has has looked pretty dominant aside from that that lane game, and they have not lost uh, since last year the the first game of the season against Sandpoint. Um, so they they. You know after that game against San Point, I think they had one draw and then won all the rest of their matches last season. And you know, out to a four and a, four and oh start this year. So the Timberwolves that are look like the team to beat in uh in 5A,
0: yeah, they, they look solid four and oh overall, three and oh in conference play. Quarter two and two in the league and overall, Lewiston is one and one in conference play and overall as well. Um, so yeah. Lake City still the favorite until somebody knocks them off for sure and in you know 4A soccer girls soccer um points 2 and 1 and 1 to start the year they were the heavy favorites last year of course they were upset by Moscow in in the district championship game and um despite <laughs> going undefeated in the regular season um didn't get to go to state which was a big bummer for Sandpoint and I know they're motivated to uh, atone for that this year. Uh volleyball also uh tipped off for the first time this past week and You know, one of the great signature uh, events in the state of Idaho always is the Judy Fong Memorial Tournament um, hosted at Lewiston. Of course, Judy Fong and and the Fong family, um, iconic in the Lewiston community, both Lewiston High and and L.C. State, Lewis and Clark State College there in Lewiston. Um, This was an interesting battle. Moscow and Coeur d'Alene met in in the championship match, and they had actually played earlier in the week. So uh, for the second year in a row. The, the inland Empire League is has kind of combined the 5a and 4a to where even though 5A Coeur d'Alene is playing 4A Moscow it's gonna count toward the league standing so it's it's a little different um they played a league match uh middle of the week uh and and then they played again on Saturday in the championship and both of the matches went five sets it was pretty incredible stuff
1: yeah no it's a uh, this very competitive volleyball up here like in the the 4A 5a um IEL this season a lot of really good teams there has been a lot of close matches already just in the first couple of weeks of the season um here like you said Cortland yeah they won 3-2 against Moscow on last Wednesday in that game uh Maddie Simons who's been you know on fire to start the year she set a school record with 33 kills in that one um and then then in the the Judy Fong Memorial tournament uh, the the Vikings were able to get the win they went undefeated in the tournament like you said um with that winning the last game over Moscow um, and went to um, the final set there. But they they took took home the win. And so that was a great way to start the year for Coeur d'Alene. But, you know, they're in good company there. I know there's a couple other undefeated teams Lake City and Post Falls that are both undefeated so far to start the year in in, uh, in volleyball as well.
0: Yeah, post falls went down to the Cuna Classic in Cuna and and won that tournament. So nicely done for the uh for the Lady Trojans. And post falls kind of the preseason favorite up north uh in the IEL this year. And yeah, Maddie Simmons is so incredible. She she's going to play college basketball at the University of Wyoming next year. She's already committed. And so you're gonna get to see her a lot during basketball season as well. But yeah, it turns out she's you know pretty pretty talented in volleyball as well. So it's going to be a lot of fun to, to watch everybody duke it out up North all year long in the volleyball ranks. So Christian, your first North Idaho prep cast, we made it to the end. You did great.
1: Oh yeah. Thank you. I know. I, I probably didn't give you quite all the, the one liners like, uh like Ryan does, but you know, I glad that I can, uh, can help fill in here for a little bit. And uh, I'm, yeah, thankful to again, be covering high school sports up here and, um, you know hopefully I don't get uh, get too much uh, pushback for some of my mispronunciations. I do apologize again but I'm thankful thank you for uh, for having me on.
0: yeah of course yeah I, I know one I'm already gonna hear uh, Moscow
1: Moscow Not- yes yeah I've heard that one already' I'm, I've been working on that yeah it's <laughs> Moscow yeah right. <laughs>
0: Yeah. Moscow is in the news for different reasons, um, yeah. lately. So <laughs> for sure. Uh, yeah, Christian keep up the great work again. You can keep an eye out for the weekend preview written by Christian every single week, uh, on idahosports.com. That'll drop Friday, uh, morning slash early afternoon, just ahead of all the big matchups going on for the weekend. And, um, Uh, so Ryan, uh, Skaggs, our normal host, he's going to be out next week as well. Can I, can I get a commitment from you to hop on again next week? I'm going to put you on the spot
1: here. Yeah, (laughs) no, I'm, I'm looking forward to being back next week as well and, uh, and getting to fill in. So just, you know, anytime you need me, just, just make the, 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 you know, the call to the bullpen out here and, uh, (laughs) and I can, I can hop in. So yeah, thanks for having me again.
0: Sounds good. All right. Well, thanks for tuning in to another edition of the North Idaho PrepCast on IdahoSports.com. For Christian Wiener, I'm Brandon Bainey. We'll see you next time. Thanks for watching.